you're back. Where have you been? Well, I went on a 30-day silent retreat with the monks in France. I did a two-week ayahuasca spiritual journey in South America, and then I went camping by myself. I discovered my spirit animal. What is it? What is it? Welcome to today's process. A sloth is your spirit animal. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. Welcome to the Understory Lawyer Podcast, where creators build the classic American business with the following public principles. One, build a platform. Two, your family is the strategy. Three, self-reliance. Four, the golden rule. And five, commerce that revolves around actually making something. Follow me as I use these principles to transform my family from living in the suburbs to creating a self-sustaining homestead in the understory. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, creator? Be you in the understory against your will or be you in the understory of your own choosing? Wade Skalski here. The understory lawyer. Uh, I am excited to talk to you today. I had a really weird night last night. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second, I think. But more to the point of what your spirit animal is. I'm just giving it to you. It's a sloth. But why? Why, Wade? Why would you give me the sloth as my spirit animal? It's slow. And it has a weird face. And it has a weird tongue. And it just moves slowly. Well, one reason is is that I am constantly with a sloth every single day. So my my daughter... When I ask my daughter, uh, as I'm in charge of my daughter's nighttime routine. My wife is in charge of my son's nighttime routine. And so there's, you know, there's the brushing of teeth. There's the going to the restroom. There's all these things that must, that must occur. Okay. And so some, so my mom, my, the key is to get my, my daughter away from her little art area every night, every night. Her go-to, I want to extend the night longer is I'm going to do an art project. So once we have that little debate and uh, I I win always because I'm, you know, just I have at this point, at least until she gets a little bit older and some car keys, um, she doesn't have a lot of options. So, but she's adopted this new strategy of annoying me, which is (laughs) she, she goes, okay, let's go brush our teeth and go to the restroom. And she goes, all right. So she jumps down off of her off of her, we call her bird perch because it's her, uh, she's got like a little art area there. And, uh, it really was an early strategy to keep her and her brother separated from each other when he was little and couldn't climb. So she had a place to kind of go up to where she could kind of have her own space. And so now they both have their own, he has a Batman perch, she has a bird perch and they sit next to each other and they do art projects or whatever. Okay. So and then they fight, obviously. So the, the bird perch now has turned in from an early strategy that was successful to a, a middle strategy, which is very dangerous because now there are these elevated bar stool, bar stool cut type things that have backs on them, right? They're like chairs, but they're elevated. And so they're fighting back and forth and kicking each other's chairs. And now it's much more dangerous. So early solution equals to much more danger later. Way to think that went through Frank. That's for a different podcast and for a different time to ponder and ruminate upon. But not today. So. I get my daughter to come off of her, off of her bird perch. And I'm like, Maddie, let's go. And she's like, I am going. But, uh, and then, so she starts like walking legitimately, like an inch at a time. And she goes, I'm a sloth. And now so she's not, now she's pretending to be a sloth. So she knows that we like it when she uses her imagination. We, she knows that we like it when she's, you know, when she's playful because it's good for her development. So we encourage that. Right. So, but now every night she's adopted that she's a sloth and she is a, she just like her mother 
who, who was a method actress who pretends to like me, uh, to love me over the last 13 years. She really is dedicated to her craft and this acting endeavor that she's, she's, I don't know what she's going to audition for, but she's, she's doing well. Uh, my daughter is a method actress as well. So she, she goes literally the speed of a sloth and she does not break character. She does not break character. And it is a spiritual practice. And she does this purposefully to annoy me. Like she's trying to, she now knows that there, there are ways that she, things that she can do, which is, which is passive, you know, passive resistance. <laughs> she's like, very well, I, I know that I am, I must follow your rules, your rules, but I will passively resist by, by uh, following your rules to the letter and employing some of your other rules against you. So one thing that's going on right now in the whole wide world is that uh, there are just so many different competing systems and rules that that uh, people don't get the inconsistencies that result from the different sets of rules. And so all you have to do is follow the rules. Just follow the rules. Just make sure you know which rules you're following. Um, and so a sloth is a very slow animal. I don't know if you know this. If you're a city boy or city girl and, and uh, you've never seen a sloth on the Internet or the interweb, uh, go ahead and take a look at it while it's still there. And uh, it's very slow. And very frustrating. And so like, I can't get my daughter to, to do, to go faster. So I must be patient. It's a spiritual practice. So why am I telling you this? Well, in business is a really weird, when you're finding your place, right? You're, and you're searching for something and you purchase the latest online internet mar- elite level marketers, you know, codex or course, or, you know, you hire them to be your coach or whatever. You jump in there and you're all fired up because the dopamine hit that you got from the purchase is convincing you that you did a good thing. Right. And, and a lot of these elite level marketers online, internet marketers, what they'll do is they'll, they will, um, put together their frameworks to keep giving you those, those dopamine hits. Right. I have two people that are on my, that I'm on their email list right now that I actually pay attention to. And one of them, um, one of them is Ben Settle, whose business that I, I, I like a lot, which is he just sells like one thing a month. Right, right to, to his existing customers. And then he just gets everybody else to do his newsletter and that's it. So when he's planning out his, his yearly marketing schedule, he only has to figure out those, those two sets of things. Now he may throw an affiliate thing in there every once in a while, but you know, he's done them so many times and he has a structure that that's all he does. And so it's not complicated. It's extremely simple, right? And the thing is that there's another marketer that I have on there who I, I do enjoy some of his products, but he always is launching something, always launching, always launching, always launching, always different tactics. And it's exhausting for me as the receiver, right? Like it's good in the beginning, I guess, because you're getting all the different dopamines, everything like that. But I try to put myself the different dopamines. We have the best words. I try to put myself in what kind of business do I want to create? We know in the classic American business that we want to make something, right? Well, when we make something, we want that thing to be valuable enough that you need it every season. We want that thing to be valuable enough that you that everyone that is coming to your geographic area needs it. So think, think gold rush, right? The person who got the rich, and I can't remember the guy's name right now, but the person who got the most rich in that area was the guy who sold the gold, the, the picks, the shovels. He didn't actually go for the gold. He went for the market. And he gave that market exactly what they needed for what they were trying to accomplish. Now, you can make the argument that, um, you know, he was encouraging them 
in, in something that was not that great for them. Right. But who knows what knowledge that he had. All that you need to know is that the person that got the most rich was not the people going to look for the gold, but the guy who was supplying the, the various sundries, what everyone needed when they came to his community. Right. It's the same thing when you're building the classic American business. And so when you do that, you don't, you don't need to figure out something new every single month. You just need to figure out what does my community need? Now, there are two sets of communities. There's the community of your immediate geographic community, which is where you actually physically live. And then there is your online following, your platform following. Now, those two things together, those two poles together will give you your business. And in the classic American business, you build something, right? Like you actually have a widget. So for me, it's a publishing business with physical books and a physical newsletter. That's for my internet sort of platform following, right? The people that follow my podcast, the people who are on my email list. But for my personal community, I'm still on that adventure. Like, is it going to be food? I don't know. So in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, I'm, in, I'm interviewing, um, someone with regards from my local community. And, and so the, the interviews are going to go back and forth between people around me physically. And then obviously people I can get access to on the internet and in the interweb, et cetera. But, but those two things are both important. Now, if I thought that everything was going to take a total crash and, and uh, the internet is not going to exist, then yeah, I would probably be ignoring number two. And I would just be focusing on just my immediate community and, and what widget can I do there? But I don't believe that's going to happen. And I believe that as a business person and for the help, the most amount of people that you have those two communities and, and those two communities will slide back and forth. But here's the thing. You want to be circumspect and slow when you pick something physical to make. Why? Well, the costs, the production costs are so high, Right. So for like, even on the publishing side, like if I was going to publish a book, I have to and not have Amazon fulfill, right? You can throw a book up there and you can get a book up fast. That was the mistake with my first book is once Amazon gets its hands on your book, even if you cancel it with Amazon, they're like, well, there are these secondary sellers that, that will be able to sell your book, right? And those secondary sellers are all owned by Amazon, right? So the one thing I want you to consider is that you need to be kind of slow when you're figuring out what it is that you're going to do. But wait, I want to be fast. I want to change my life quickly. You didn't get here this fast in, in one month. You're not going to get out in one month. The current understory that you are in was built by you day after day, decision after decision, taking in or ignoring feedback on every little thing that you did, mostly ignoring that is why you are where you are. You're not going to get out of there in one day. But here's the great thing. When you flip to a process mentality and you get good at a process mentality, you actually get wins every day when you're in a process. You don't have to wait until the end point to be happy about things. So your spirit animal right now is a sloth. Now, I don't know why sloths survive. I don't know why they're all eaten. I don't know if they don't taste good or whatever their defense mechanism is that was given to them. Um, it seems to me that a jaguar would just be able to run them all down and there shouldn't be any. But for some reason, they survive. I don't know. I could probably look that up. That might have been a good show prep. But when you go fast, you make mistakes. Case in point. I'm behind this, this person. Uh, it's a lady, I think. I'm assuming it's a lady. And on her, she has this license plate thing the thing that goes around the license plate, the license plate frame, and it says Irish danger. And I was like, oh, 
Irish danger. That's a weird thing. Is that, is that, that you don't want a cop to see that and make him think that you're drinking too much and driving around in your car and what stereo, other stereotypes can I admit to Irish people? Hey, I have, I'm Irish. So I have like 17% Irish. Um, but that's not what the license plate thing said. It said Irish dancer, but I just, I just took a gander at it and I just read it really fast. And then I was like making decisions based upon Irish danger. Like what's going on with this Irish danger in front of me, which is completely and totally wrong, which is not what the reality was of the person that was in the car. When you move fast, not only is the person in front of you, not Irish danger, but you yourself move into a place of Irish danger. <laughs> going fast puts you into Irish danger. That's what, you know, so you got to slow down a little bit. And now when you're, when you know what you're doing, then, you know, and you have kind of your machine going, then you can quick start on things. But when you're laying down the foundation of creating your platform, when you're laying down the foundation of figuring out what your physical widget is that you're going to make both for your, your online community and for your local community, you've got to take time. And the reason is, is because if you make a mistake, in that world, it's a pretty hefty mistake. It costs a lot of money. If you go make a bunch of t-shirts you don't need, that's, but you know, it costs a lot of money. That's why the online elite level marketing world is so seductive because you can just launch and launch and launch and launch and launch until you find something that works. But here's the conundrum with that. What if what works not only is not what you want to do, but what doesn't even really help your people? See, one thing about being a leader is understanding what your people need, not what they want. And that takes time to discover. It took 500 and some episodes for me to figure out what it is that I was doing. And if I would have, you know, I launched some things. I wrote the book, Creative Clearing, The Husband Entrepreneur's Guide to Escape the 9 to 5. And you, if you read that book and you buy that book, inside, and that book is is 100% created by the online international, international, online internet guru space. It was designed to be a free plus shipping book. It was designed to start a value ladder and then, uh, and then go into a course and all of that. And that's, I don't want any, I don't want to do a course. I like you guys and gals, but not enough right now to do a course for you. Sorry. Just don't like close, close client interaction is something that I did for 20 years and I'm not super interested in it right now. Now that may change. Who knows? But right now I'm interested in getting you something static that is so fundamentally sound that not only is it extremely valuable to you now as you get hit with the dopamine, but it's valuable to you when you calm down and you come back to it from a place where you can examine it cautiously. And so that's the book that I'm working on right now. I'm working on, quote, the flagship book, right? Like the first book that is, this is the foundation. And, um, it's going to be about, I, I think it's going to be about the classic American business. Nope. It is. I just made the decision. It's going to be about building the classic American business because that's what the podcast is about. But the podcast is, the podcast is more of a, more of a soft power idea, right? It's build a relationship, sort of open your mind to the concept, get you into it. And like, and then the book itself though, is like, all right, what are we doing? How do we do it? And so that's the book I'm writing right now. As of today, I was going back and forth between another book, but that's not what I'm going to do. I just decided that'll be the second book, but it's going to be slow because I was like, ah, man, I got to write another book. It's going to take some time. 
And so I'm not going to launch anything. I'm not going to try to sell anything to my email list right now. Like I'm just going to write this book and it's going to take some time. But I've developed, I've, I've positioned myself that I have time. I don't need to sell a million books right now to be able to pay my bills. I don't need to, to do anything else financially other than focus on this book and then on the strategic partnership that I have with the, the current firm that I'm working with. Those are my only two focuses. That's it. And it's going to be slow. It's not going to be an overnight success. But once it starts to get going and once it is a success, it never stops. Or you can be on the launch loop, launching, 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 sending your email list something and peppering them with the, doing another live Q&A. I'm doing another, I'm doing another office hours. I'm doing another, you know, whatever you want. Like I'm trying to launch another product. Like I don't, I don't want to do that. Do not want to do that. It's too tiring takes me away from my family too much. I want something simple because simple doesn't break as much as complicated. Complicated breaks a lot. Simple does not. So I'd have you consider the possibility that the sloth is your spirit animal. So what I want you to do is take out your ranger field journal. If you don't have a ranger field journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade and simply write down Am I willing to take the time to get what I want? Or will I sacrifice what I want for expediency? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, creators. I know you want to escape the current understory that you are trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course, coach, codex, or crypto, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast contains the philosophy and the five public principles, but the daily emails have the insights, innovations, and two more principles of building the classic American business that I only discuss with my subscribers. Raise your hand and let's light the lantern together. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.